Did you know it's not just video games that people have blamed for the evil actions of children over the years? In 1979 and 1990, it was always Dungeons & Dragons that got the blame. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 142. My name is Gareth Friday, I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. On the left this time. Have you been on the left yeah. before? Not for a while, I don't think. Ah. I assume the left is, is the superior guest, so it's been a while <laughs> since I've been considered that. <laughs> And on my left superior, virtual right, is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? <laughs> How rude. I'm, I'm just in two minds as to whether or not to storm out now. Um, normally we have Darren on the left, don't we? Because he's yeah. like labour through and through. So, uh, I'll, I'll be on the right. It's fine. Yeah. Um, not, not too far right. Not yeah. too far right. Please. No. Enough of that already. Okay. Then we're now on the virtual opposite. We haven't got anyone. Um, poor James is phoned in sick. No one else could make it. So just the three of us. We haven't done with just the three of us for ages. It's, it's just the three of us. I mean, I prefer to think of it as the dream team. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, we haven't got much to talk well. about this week. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, listeners, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> it's, it's quite light on the news front, but we're going to fill the time. We've got games to catch up on. It'll be fine. Let's do our... It's not a weekly catch-up. It's like a therapy group, isn't it? A weekly is, catch-up. I, I just love that you're setting out, you're setting expectations before we've even started. Yeah, there's yes. not much in it this week, fellas. So no. if you want to uh, talk amongst yourselves. We haven't got a quiz. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So if you really just want to just stop it now, stop it. Um, <laughs> no, don't stop it. Carry this on this soon. Um, Paul, what's your week been like? What have you been doing? Um, my week's been um, full of excitement. Um, I'm I'm quite sad that James isn't here because you know I don't watch a massive amount of television, but I started watching a Korean series on Netflix called Taxi Driver, oh. which is really really good. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, it's taking a very dark. I'm I'm at about episode nine at the moment, and it's taking a very dark turn. But uh, I'm enjoying that. The premise is there is a fella who drives a taxi. You'd never have guessed that from the title. Um, (laughs) And so by day he drives a taxi and by night he's part of an organisation that helps people get revenge on people who have done them wrong. Mm -hmm. So they... uh, People who've been bullied at school, for instance, or that have had other things happen to them, they can call this this group and they help them get revenge and stuff. Um, it's it's really, really quite an interesting concept. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining why it's so good. but Sort of like the A-team? Um, yes, sort of like the A-team. Um, for the Uber generation, <laughs> it's 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 like the A team, apart from every single detail. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the the main fella, 
Um, he's an ex-Special Forces soldier, so there is much um, thumping of heads and stuff. It's um, Yeah, it's very good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So look out for that one on Netflix, kids. I've not heard of this at all. Ah, it's, it, I, I must admit, I was just browsing through and went, Taxi Driver. First of all, I thought of that great movie with Queen Latifah in. Um, but it wasn't that. It was. It turned out to be this Korean series. I started watching it, and I'm just hooked. It's great. Oh, great. Okay. So, yeah. um, and just you know, in the interest of filling time, yeah, I also went and had my fourth COVID jab this week, um, which is that I had the Moderna jab with added Omicron, and it's absolutely awful. My arm is absolutely killing me. No. So, yeah. Although it's very important to get vaccinated, flipping ecuturs. Oh, so no. <laughs> there you go. So you know, old fellas like you, Gareth, you need to get it done as well. I've got it done. I had it done. Done. Didn't oh, you've had yours, have you? Well, obviously, I'm not as tough as you. No, so I'm the toughest. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. You know, anybody you think a, a byword for tough is Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way now you're doing your jab, and they don't even bother with like. Um, just wait 15 minutes to, before you get in your car. She's like, get out. Oh, no. They made me wait. They oh. said, um, no, they kicked me straight out, but right. they said, don't drive oh, for 15 minutes. Oh, didn't say minutes. that to me. So I just go and sit in your car. So I had to no. go and sit in my car for 15 I minutes. Didn't, I didn't have any of that. It was like, get out. Do what you want. <laughs> go, go they skiing. just looked at you and thought, you know, he's a tough guy. We yeah. don't need to worry he about him. He can do whatever him. he wants. He can get, yeah. get into a fight now. He'll be fine. These actors, you know what they're like. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. So Paul's health check is good. It's a good health check. He's had his jabs. He's uh, quadrupled vaccinated. What about you, Richard? How are you? Uh, I took a trip down to London last weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, waiting for Paul's input there. <laughs> um, but I went to see the, uh, the Final Fantasy Distant Worlds concert again at the Royal Albert Hall. And whilst the concert was very good, uh, um, the music was excellent as always, I wanted to talk about a couple of other things that happened while we were down in London. So obviously the trains were cancelled, which meant that we were unable to get the train down as we'd planned. And I had to drive down. Hmm. Um, so we came up with a plan that we were going to park up at Stanmore Station, which is <laughs> one of the most, most northerly tube stations. Yes. Um, big car park, thought I oh, will be all right in there. Little did we realise that... Um, it was also the London Marathon that weekend, and I'd forgot that there was an American football game on in London. So by the time we got down there, the three-hour drive from Leeds to London, uh, the car park was full. Oh, man. Um, so I was driving around for about 10 minutes and thought, screw this, try and find somewhere else. And as we were coming out of that car park, a guy on the corner just flagged us down, and he was like, are you looking for a car parking space? And we're like, yeah, we are. And he's like, do you want to park on my drive? Oh. Um, so we said, yes, please, if that's possible. Um, and this guy was called David. His house is about 200 yards from this car park, and he, he rents out his driveway when the car park's full. The oh. car park would have cost us six quid. He cost us a tenner, which we thought oh. was fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, really, really nice guy. Got his business card and everything if we ever need to drive down mm. again. He says he's got regulars and all sorts. Um and yeah, it was a bit of a lifesaver for us, to be honest, because yeah. we weren't sure what we were going to do after that. Was it Sunday you drove down or Saturday? It was the Saturday because mm. we 
originally we got tickets for the evening show on the Saturday, but then there were no trains back up to Leeds at that time, and we were trying to avoid staying over in London for obvious reasons that Paul knows all about. <laughs> you just didn't <laughs> want to get stabbed, did you? That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> um, so we changed, we changed them to the matinee yeah. um, on the Saturday. So we needed to be up up and out of the house for about half seven. Yeah, and we was, the car park was already full by the time we got down there. But then on the way back, uh, we drove back the same the same night. Um, wasn't looking forward to another three-hour drive. But there was a guy uh, that offered us much amusement for like the last hour of our journey, who was just hogging the middle lane. Like the roads weren't busy uh, by that time, so I was typically in the slower lane anyway. He was just hogging the middle lane. And uh, when it came to having to overtake him, I I did the right thing and got into the fast lane and tried to overtake him. But you just wouldn't let anyone overtake him. So whenever anyone got close in the fast lane, he would just zoom off in the in the <laughs> oh, middle lane. Wow. And this, honestly, for about an hour, I saw it got to the point where <laughs> he would zoom off, slow down, and I got to the point where I was then goading him whilst I was in the fast lane. <laughs> And it wasn't just it wasn't just me. It was like plenty of other people. Wow! <laughs> and it literally. So we were obviously getting getting off at Leeds at Junction Forty Six. This this started from before Sheffield. So it was for a good hour. Uh, <laughs> we were in the car having a bit wow. of fun with this guy. And he's with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant, wouldn't yeah. it? Are so you yeah. that loony that was? Chasing me down the M1. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing about stuff like that, when that happens, it makes the journey go quicker. When you're in oh the god, it was right? so much fun. Yes. Like, yeah. I was really not looking forward to because we'd only stopped off once on the way back up for for one coffee, and I was like, we'd we'd almost stopped off a bit too early, so we still had like two and a bit hours left to go. Yeah, but that last hour just flew by yeah, yeah, with that guy. Though. That's good. No, you just there's never a policeman, time. is there? Never there was one at one. When you there was one. one at one point. Um, and then that was a bit where everyone started behaving themselves. <laughs> but as soon as he as soon as he got off the junction, we were back to God and this guy. Poor guy. Um, just let me know next time, Richard. I'll give you secret parking spaces around London. Um, <laughs> Cheers. Right. Um, I. You'll never see your car again. No. But he'll uh, have a parking space for you. I've been watching a new series which I've talked about, called The Old Man, which is on Disney Channel. And it's hard, this. I don't want to say too much about it. You might know it stars Jeff Bridges, who plays The Old Man. Mm-hmm. And he has got a... He, he's on his own. He's got two dogs in the sort of middle of America. Um, and he has got a dark past. That's all I'm going to say. I can't say anything more. But... It's the there's only two episodes out at the moment. It's it's like a sort of maybe an action thriller, but it's it's brilliantly shot. It's the first two episodes are directed by the guy who did the Spider-Man films, the most recent ones. I forgot his name. John Watts. Yes, thank you, Richard. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, he's great. He's a really good director, and it's a completely different <clears> style to that, and really kind of really well shot. But I really recommend anyone to have a go at that because um, it's uh, it's top notch TV. I've only done two episodes, but it's um, it's it's very very good. If you like Jeff Bridges, oh, you'll really like this. Um, that's it. Let's go into games. What have we been playing? What have we been 
game I... games on an Xbox I know. Po- Madness. podcast. What's going on? Um, let's start with Richard. What are you playing? What's your first one, Richard? Um, I'll talk about the game that I've just finished reviewing now, uh, PBA Pro Bowl in 2023, mm. which is the somewhat uh, next installment in the the PBA. PBA Pro Bowl in official officially licensed game. For some reason, they don't seem to come out annually. Uh, the last one was 2021, um, and the one before that was only a year ago. But there's been two years between them for some reason, um, and I'm not sure where that two years has been put in terms of development because it's it's very similar. Um, things that have that were in the last game are now not in this new game, um, and yeah. <laughs> You know what? You know everyone knows what temping bowling is. Mm. Um, it's probably not so big over in the UK as it as it seems to be in the US. But there's a whole professional bowling league with real life pros and everything. Um, not necessarily stadiums, but venues and stuff with uh, crowd participation and everything. Um, and this is the officially licensed game of that. Um, but it's it's a bowling game. It's that's all it is. There's a career mode. There's like online multiplayer, local multiplayer, and all that sort of stuff. But there's not anything else, which is what I was really looking for. Like, there's not a challenge mode where you need to you get given a scenario where there's a split that you need to get or stuff like that. And it, and it really is missing that sort of something a bit extra because it, other than that, it feels like it's basically the same as what a mini game could be in any other game that that has a ball in mini game. It it feels exactly the same as that. Um, And it's a little bit disappointing. The the stuff that got removed from the last game was had these like special power up balls, which were a little bit game breaking, if I'm being honest, because you could use them in the career mode, which I did when I needed to. Um, But they've removed them completely now. Um, and they were quite good fun, especially when playing locally and, and someone could, could unleash a, a lightning ball, which would almost guarantee them a strike, um, mm. kept things competitive. But they've gone completely now. And yeah, it's it's just it's a little bit uh, light on content, really. Mm. It's hard, but isn't if you it? Like... I was going to say, no, say it's hard, isn't it? Because like any game that comes out, that in other games is just like a mini game you can play. Yeah, it's really hard, isn't it, to justify? It's got to do something really special to make a whole game out of something that you can play. I don't know in GTA. Yeah, exactly. Uh, something like that. Yeah. That is that is the one that I want to think of when I think of a bowling mini game. It's like there's there's several mini games of bowling in the various Yakuza games, mm. and this one. Whilst it's got real life pros and commentary, and it doesn't it doesn't offer me anything different than what that one does. And the one in Yakuza, if you get three strikes in a row, you get a chicken. This one doesn't offer you anything like that. <laughs> you get a chicken. What in real life? It just turns you up in the boat. You get a chicken for getting a turkey in bowling, and that chicken is a business advisor for one of the mini games, <laughs> one of the other mini games. Brilliant. Um, but nothing like that in this. In this official bowling game, and, and also like Wii Sports, when that <coughs> bowling, that was one of the best games out of that. Yeah, you know, and that because it was interactive. So, 
how how do you how do you control this game? Because obviously Wii Sports, you had the motion control and you could actually bowl like you were bowling. What what this- do you do in this one? There's two different bowling methods. There's arcade and simulation. And arcade, obviously, is a lot easier to understand. So you will pick, um, you'll move left to right on the bowling alley, and then you can change the angle at which you bowl the ball. Um, and But then you can also, once it's in motion, control the spin. Uh, simulation, um, but then on arcade, if you sort of get the, the sweet spot in terms of your positioning, it will stay there each time, whereas simulation... Obviously, it's a little more complicated, but it removes that um, ability to keep your same position. So you're having to work it out each time a little bit. But mm. but in terms of actually bowling, you just find a position and then pull down on one of the thumbsticks, then push forward. How much is oh, it? Oh, right. It is, I think it's £25. Pounds. Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my God. That, Let me double that check. That seems like a lot of money for a mini game. Yeah, it's 25 quid. But I will say this about this one. Uh, it doesn't have microtransactions in, whereas the previous one did. And I think the previous one might have been even more expensive. And the most expensive microtransaction was about 84 quid, whereas they've gone what? completely in this one. Right. 84 quid? What could you get for 84 quid? Uh, well, it was just like the, these gold pins that you would then transfer into tickets, and tickets are like in-game currency where you buy new balls, and uh, you could buy the special abilities that way as well. Wow. Good lord! Wow. Well, well I think I'll avoid that one. Yeah. yeah, I think we will do. Paul, what about you? What's your Hi. What's your game? Your first um, game? My first game um, doesn't have any microtransactions or bowling in it, thankfully. Um, I'll talk, first of all, about a game called Fallen Legion Revenants. Now, this is one that's um, just been out recently. There's, um, there's two Fallen Legion games. There was Rise to Glory, and then this one, the follow-up, is called Revenants. And basically, the, the story of the game is that the world has been um, entirely overrun with um, some poison called the miasma, that if people stay in it too long, it turns them into monsters and mutates them. Um, There's only one place in the whole world that's safe from this miasma, and that's a a floating castle, obviously. Um, So the story of the game is you play as two characters. One is a young man who's on the council of this floating castle and you have to make decisions to try and make life better for the other residents of the castle. And the other character you play as is a woman who um, is unfortunately dead. Um, So she's just a ghost. So the miasma stuff doesn't affect her. And she also has some companions called exemplars that have basically weapons that come to life and take the form of um, characters that you can control. So it's a kind of action RPG. You run around on the planet surface with your three friends, um, attacking various enemies, blocking attacks, um finding new abilities and things and then every now and again you'll have to 
find a clue that will help the fella in the castle to sway people over to his side and stuff. So it's quite a good game. The review's live on the site now. I think I gave it a four out of five. Um, and yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Any questions? I didn't understand any of that, but it's... <laughs> you walk about all the time and just look at things. You were, saying it, like, you were saying it really good, so really well, but I was just like... Thanks. I, I was so, I, it was English, wasn't it? There was a guy in a castle, like... there's something going on. <laughs> um, I haven't got any questions. Richard, right. you must Excellent. have questions. Uh, no, no, I don't. It, it sounds like a game I would enjoy. Um, is it on Game Pass or anything like that? I want to say yes, but that may be inaccurate. <laughs> I've never had to worry about having facts at my fingertips before. I don't, I don't um, think it is. I don't mm. think it is, um, which is a shame because it would be a great fit for Game Pass. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say not, just because it is not. said so. Yes, yeah. there you go. Good. Hurrah. <laughs> I'm glad I was right. I don't think I'd like that game. I don't understand. I, I, if, if you don't understand my plain English <laughs> description of the game, I don't think you'd like it, Gareth. <laughs> no. It, it's got the uh, not for Gareth box ticked on the review. Good. Thank <laughs> God for that. Um, <laughs> my first game, which came out last week, I think, I think the review's up, is Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. That's what the game's called. And <laughs> if people don't know, Alfred Hitchcock released a film in 1958 um, called Vertigo, and it was almost like a film noir kind of feel to it. Um, it had an ex-policeman who goes searching for this case who also suffers from Vertigo. Really an amazing film, one of the kind of best films of the last decade, last, um, what's it called, century. Um, they've used a title here. And the kind of theme of it, something <laughs> having vertigo, but it's a completely different story. It's 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 in modern times. It's now, and the story is about a writer who, at the start of the game, um, wakes wakes up on the roadside, and his car um, has gone down a big ravine. There's a bridge leading above it, and he, you get the feeling that his family are down there. He panics, gets up, and then he sees what I think is like his dad on top of the bridge, and he runs towards it, and his dad commits suicide. But the weird thing is, this is the same thing that happened to him as a child. But this whole event makes him get vertigo, which paralyzes him so he can't, he can't move. So this writer then gets a therapist in, um, who then has to try to work out the causes of his vertigo. So he, the therapist, then goes into his sort of memories, and then, and then this other kind of murder investigation pans out. What it does do is, it's almost like a, you know, adventure game when you're kind of walking about, picking up objects, interacting things. A bit like Hard Rain, the way you're kind of like, you know, when the little icons come up, like quick time events to kind of open a cup of tea or something like that, and you're having dialogue conversations with people, and it has that kind of film noir kind of like um, brilliant kind of like old school um, thriller when you're just trying to work out the twists and turns and it's always flipping different perspectives around. It looks a bit like 
a Walking Dead game, but more this gen than anything else in the kind of type of visuals. And you know what? It's it's really good. I really enjoyed it. It was it's long. It needs an edit. It's twelve hours gameplay long, and it should be eight. Um, and it has pacing problems sometimes in scenes, sometimes in dialogue. But it's a really different game. It came out of nowhere. I didn't know this was coming out. Um, and it's if you love your kind of story adventure games, this is the one for you. Any questions, you two? Uh, I didn't really understand a word of that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, no, it sounds absolutely awful, I have to say. Um, so, yeah, is it one for me, Gareth? No, it's definitely not for you. might be for Richard. Excellent. Are there any aliens in it? There's no aliens. No aliens to shoot. Is there any similarities between the film and this, then, other than the fact that this guy gets Virgo? No. There's no, no, it's nothing to do with the characters are different. It has a, the only thing is, the guy's got vertigo and it has a similar feel to it in the theme wise. I'll tell you what you would like, Richard. There's a cat in it. And the cat does. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the one who likes cats. Oh, yeah, sorry. Rich, Richard likes rabbits. You like this cat, Paul? Would I? Does an amazing Excellent. thing at the end. Very funny. But yeah, it's good. If you like any adventure cool. game, give it a go. Okay, let's go to Paul. No, Richard, what's your second game? Um, I will talk about Saints Row that <laughs> I picked up. I picked up when it came out, um, and I've sort of been playing it here and there, nearly finished the story. Um, but I, d- despite all the the negative stuff that I read about it when it came out, I am absolutely loving it. Um, I don't know why, because I'm still experiencing many of the same bugs. I can't. I've lost count of how many times I've had to re re put clothes on my character, um, or how many crashes I've had. Um, there's one I've got one side quest that I've completed two or three times now, and it's not registered. Um, but aside from all that, I'm having I'm having a really good time in this open world. It's very, it's almost it's it's basic, and it feels like an old school open world does. Um, so I mean, like in the, the, on the Western Island, there's a casino that you can't go into. Um, there's a go-kart track that you can drive around, but you, there's no racing or anything like that. And I just feel whilst I'm having fun with it, I could do with a little bit more of stuff like that. Like it needs a few mini games is what I'm saying. Um, the stories, I've got issues with the stories as well. I know I'm saying I'm complaining about it here, but I'm having a really good time with it. But I've got issues with the stories, how you're four, four people trying to pay off a student loan and the only logical explanation that they've got is to start a criminal empire and shoot literally everyone in the face. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they went to Leeds Uni then <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the, the gunplay is quite good uh, some of the enterprises that you set up and, and the, the various tasks you need to do for them are pretty fun um, and it's, it's it's my first Saints Row game so maybe I'm looking at it a bit more positively than some other people but I'm having a good time with it um, You've got it, Henry Gareth. Yeah, I finished it. 
at some point there's a co- there's one co-op achievement oh, um, so before i get rid of it to, it's, i think it's just to uh put because if you're playing co-op and you do certain tasks you can put a prank on your opposite you <laughs> your playing partner right. and i think it just means that you can turn him into a tyler or something like that yeah uh, but I, I I need that achievement. Okay, we're doing that. Before I get rid of it, I probably will get rid of it at the end of the month and train okay. it. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Richard. I think it's. I had good fun with it. I had one point when I was playing it, you know, for a whole week, really, all the time, you know, to get thing. And yeah. I think the the story missions are great. I think the problems yeah, yeah. are is like exactly what you said. Not enough to do. I think there's there's bits when you you shoot you you claim territories, you know, don't you little mm-hmm. areas. That's completely broken. Like I did one that just didn't register it, so it's like, oh, can't do that, and that means I'm not really interested in doing the rest because <laughs> it might be another problem. But that's fine because yeah, yeah. there's lots to do, and the story takes up quite a bit of time. And you're like, I'll oh, just do that. It's fine, and it does look the world looks great. The story they're quite fun. It's ridiculously fun. It's so stupid. There's a great bit when they do larping that I really liked. Was yeah, fun. I did enjoy that. Yeah. Actually. And so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I agree with you. It shouldn't. It's not as it's not as terrible as people were making out at all. I think it's a it's a good solid sort of like seven or eight out of ten. I think or yeah, four stars. It's yeah, it's good. Yeah, I agree. We'll do that. Um, Paul, what's your second one? Um, my second one is a very strange game. Some would almost say bizarre. Um, and it is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. Um, and basically, it turns out that uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is some kind of um, anime from Japan. Um, it's been a comic book series and it's been a, 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 a cartoon series. And now there's a, a fighting game made out of it. And... It's not something that I've ever heard of before. I'm not aware of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, But as a fighting game, it works really, really well. The graphics are brilliant. Oh, it's all fully voiced in Japanese. Um, It really drags you in and, you know, you get to know the characters that you're playing with. Um, And it looks great. The action's full on. Um, It's just so japanese it's it's almost hard to describe it as as in words that you would understand gareth say um it's it's absolutely well bizarre so um but as a fighting game it works very well um apart from if you go online and think i'll just see what the people out there are like because unfortunately they're all uh well incredibly sweaty shall we say and uh you'd get trounced in no time at all right so there you go so yeah it's it's again it's another one not for gareth um but you know i don't know if richard likes a fighting game but it it's kind of it it gives real sort of street fighter vibes a lot of the controls are the same a lot of the special moves are the same um but yeah i'm i'm really enjoying it at the moment and the uh, review will be forthcoming soon good Good, Paul. I look forward to that. I won't be playing it, but I look forward to it. Um, I can't understand you sometimes. <laughs> um, my, can I, uh, yeah, can I ask a question? You can, Richard. You can, my friend. Um, 
I know next to nothing about the the anime as well, but I do know that they use a roundabout by yes uh, at the end of some of the episodes to signal uh, to be continued. Is that song in the game? I haven't come across it. If it is, okay. Good question. So, I'm not. I'm not saying that it isn't, but I haven't found it. Mm. Okay. Good. Uh, Next game, my one next one is again, I think maybe the review's coming up soon. It's uh, One Shot World Machine Edition. And ooh, how much of this do I want to explain without giving it away? It's hard. This. It's a game that came out in 2014 on PC, and this is kind of like the console versions. Um, and you start the game, and you'll basically see you see a desktop. Um, with an operating system on with little folders and you can you double click on the game to open it up one shot and then you go into almost like a little 2d adventure game almost like a zelda on a game boy or something that you play and you 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 operate this you operate this guy called nico and he gets thrown into this world that's dying and it has no light and he's got to save it by finding the sun which is a light bulb and taking it to a tower and um, giving the world light again. And you go on a sort of adventure, you, you pick up objects and you eventually meet characters. But what it does do, suddenly, quite early on, Nico goes, who are you? To you, playing it. And The Lost Island, which is my Xbox tag comes on, and you say who you are. So it has that kind of metaphor of going into the game, and the game's aware that it's been used by the... Um, by the player, it's being it's being operated by that, and it mixes those two worlds, and you can do things like you can collect stuff in the game that that can affect the desktop as well, like different wallpaper. That makes sense. Um, yeah, absolutely none. But <laughs> it's a meta game. It's a it's like um, what did I talk about in the review? It's like Metal Gear Solid in a sense. When Metal Gear Solid, you played that in it at one point. Metal Gear Solid Two, the I think the comms guy says, "Turn off your console now." It has that feel to it where you had to turn off your console to kind of move on to the next bit of the game. Or in Metal Gear Solid 1 when you had to swap the controllers on the PS1. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. To fight the boss. Yeah, yeah, Things like that. So it gives you a... But what it does do, it loses some of the magic on console. I think when it had it on PC, you had your operating system that you'd load up and it literally was playing around with your files. So... Did that make it had your whatever you were using Windows, but it had your files, and apparently it was kind of like changing that around as well. And the other thing it had, which is the thing, you could only ever play the game once. I don't think that's true now on console. It was called One Shot, and then it would disappear and delete forever, <laughs> which I really quite like. It's nice. It's a good little adventure. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, the adventure itself is quite basic. Kind of move here, move there. Um, I really like the kind of meta stuff and the writing and the sort of strange other world um, and a computer telling you what to do as well or point yeah all that's brilliant the kind of story building of that and it's it's worth a little go but the adventure itself it's like a, it's an old school 2D adventure game which is fine if you like that type of thing but mm. yeah yeah I don't think I'm ever going to criticize James's choice of games again <laughs> I didn't choose this <laughs> I've got to review it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm glad I did it, it, it did. does sound like a game yeah. that you would choose to play though no yeah it could do yeah that's true um there you go one shot world machine let's do the let's do one more game quickly though 
They run out of time now, would you believe? Um, Richard, what's your last one? Uh, my last one is The Earthfield Chronicle. What the um, hell is this? <laughs> it's uh, a Square Enix tactical RPG with real-time strategy elements. Big tick in the box for me. That that's being Square Enix tactical RPG. It's all I needed to know, and I was invested in this. It got announced a few months ago. It's out now. Uh, I've picked up a copy, and I'm currently reviewing it. Um, I've not played that much of it at the moment. Um, all I know is something happened a few a few years ago um, to these kids that, and these kids have since grown up, and they've uh, they were freelance like mercenaries. Uh, but they've since been employed by someone in his private army. Um, but something I think there's something going on with those that they they were looking to be employed because they needed to get somewhere to get revenge on someone. But all this is playing in the in the backdrop of um, a war that's happening. So they, these guys are on an island called Deerfield, and there's a war on the mainland that, that's threatening to spill over onto their island. So that's that's all to come in the story yet. Um, but the Deerfield Chronicle is, as well as it's a tactical RPG, uh, they've made this design choice to make it look like you're playing a board game. So each of the, the levels is basically like a 3D diorama, and then you're, you've got your characters. There's no grid element to it, so you're free to run around wherever, but you're running around these like um, these dioramas um, mm. to, to defeat enemies. It's a really interesting art style. Even the characters, whilst there's like a safe hub area uh, in between missions, these characters look a little bit like they're figurines as opposed to a full... Mm. human look to them um so the art style is really interesting gameplay because it's this mix between tactical rpg and real-time strategy um is is something different as well um and the missions only take like five minutes each so they're quite fast paced and so far i'm having a really good time with it um it's sort of drip feeding me in, in the right places new uh uh abilities and stuff like that so yeah i think i think it's going to be up there uh, with my games of the year come the end of it. Ooh. I'm having a really good time with it so far. Good. Blimey. Very good. Don't think it's for me or Paul, this game. Maybe for Paul. Well, I, I do like an RPG and I do like Squeenix. Um, it's just, I'm not so sure about the the presentation of it, to be honest. Um, I'd have to have a look at it, but I'd be interested to see what your review says because I'm, I'm just, this, this whole board game thing is a bit it's a bit putting me off. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a dem- there's a free demo on the Xbox store. Um, oh, I'm all as, as someone that plays board games, that was a big selling point for me. But if if you're not interested in them, then I can see why. Yeah, I'm I'm not a massive board game guy. I mean, we used to play Monopoly and it ended up in a massive fight in our house when <laughs> I were a kid. So I think that was the last kind of board game I played. So. That doesn't surprise me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, oh, Gareth, <laughs> not, non-taken, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, do you want to talk about your last game, or should we move on? Should we get? Should we? Should we forget about our last games? Um, well, I don't know. It's it's only a little one, Matron. Do you want to have a quick chat about it? But it's it's up to you, Gareth. You no, are let's move the on. MC. I'm going to move off for us. I'm going to go to news and talk about that now. Oh, yeah, Richard gets three games. I, I only get two. It's so that's unfair. It's because so I was on the left, Paul. That's, that's it. You see, you are the superior yeah. guest. 
Exactly. Um, let's just talk some news before we um, head off. It's uh, the death of Stadia. It's gone. Announced this week, uh, Stadia is no more. Um, the Google experiment in the console. I think Neil got one. <laughs> yes, I think it. Well, if it's if it's new hardware, I think Neil has to have it. We famously talked about it on the podcast. I think I said this ain't gonna last. What the hell have you bought? Um, <laughs> it's a strange one. This. I mean, do we all think is this gonna work? Because what do you think? This this came as a surprise to absolutely no one. Yeah. That they were cancelling Stadia. Um, we knew from the very beginning it was it wasn't going to last long. I think what they've what they've come out and said that everyone's getting a refund on everything they've bought is is a good thing. But at the same time, there's a lot of developers that are now rushing around trying to figure out how to port saves over to different uh, consoles and. Some I think there was a there was a couple of Stadia exclusives on there. I think one was called Guilt. Mm. Um, they're now f- forced to go multi-platform, which they've said they're going to do. But yeah, yeah, few it, few things that have come out like that since. Blimey. I mean, this this has had absolutely no impact on my world at all. <laughs> um, it's. Google Stadia means nothing to me apart from an opportunity to take the Mickey out to Neil. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not surprised it's gone. Um, yeah. But I'm also not going to shed many tears, to be absolutely honest. Yeah. I think it was. It is really sad for the people. Like, there's a. I think you just said it, Richard. There's a person who had put 200 hours into Red Dead, and was sort of like trying to beg Rockstar to move his save over. So he doesn't for Red Dead Two, so he doesn't lose all that, you know, completely mm. committed to it. And there'd be loads of that when they on Assassin's Creed games and those big RPGs, and that's a that's a bit sad for people. Um, but yeah, it's gone. I, we don't miss it. Did how much was it? Did you have to pay a lot of money for it? I think it was a monthly thing, one to right. okay. where you got access to a, a pool of games, right? But. Uh, the founders edition, I think, it was like 120 quid when it first got right. announced. And that, but that came with the controller, uh, the dongle, and they were, but they were like special limited edition ones. Right. So I don't know how much the base thing was. Okay. Right. Well, bye bye, Stadia. You, your life is short, and I didn't know you. <laughs> life is short uh, and yeah. not very exciting. Yeah. Um, Dead Space. Um, new trailer for Dead Space, which is quite a surprise. Because I thought this was going to be delayed again. I didn't think this was going to come in January. So we didn't really hear anything about it. I thought, oh, they're going to move this to get it away from the Callisto um, Protocol, which is going out in December. Um, but no, it's coming out on the 27th of January, which is exciting. And we had some new gameplay. What did you... You're, who's a big Dead Space? It's you, Paul, isn't it? Yes, I love yeah. a bit of Dead Space. What I love you... a bit of scary alien things it's mm. uh, it's all good um yeah i mean i've watched the trailer i thought that looks great the slicing the limbs off the necromorphs it's uh, proper dead space so yeah i'm i'm thoroughly excited for it and i want to put my marker down for reviewing it right now so the rest of you can all back off <laughs> you can't you can, <laughs> you've got to choose though paul it can't be both you've got to do the dead space or cholesterol protocol which one are you well, why do? can't it why can't it be both yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot of uh, competition 
I think we yeah. should all meet in a car park and have a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, the tough London guy is not allowed to do that. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does look good. I mean, I can't really remember the first. I remember the second one, weirdly, more than I do the first one. So um, when it, when I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, this looks good. I, but what's quite nice about it is like you look at it and go, I can't remember the first one. So it won't it'll be like playing a new game to me. Richard, do you well, like the look of it? Yeah, I played the first one as well. Uh, I've not played any of the others, but the di- I think the difference here is that Isaac's now voiced in the first one, isn't he? He wasn't originally. He wasn't originally, um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. But other than that, I thought the trailer looked... It's almost like when you look at um, think something like the Spyro Reignited trilogy, how it was... It looks how you would remember it, mm. and even even with this new Dead Space and things like, I know it's a full remake, but it's that's how I remember it. Just that um, the the pistol like gun just splicing limbs off mm. off of these enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be. I, I just have to say though, if you've not played the second Dead Space, you need to play that just for the bit. Yeah, with. With with the uh, with the drill, isn't it? Wouldn't yeah, you agree, Gary? I've, yeah, I've seen that bit. Um, <laughs> that's probably why I've not played the second. Sure, one, but you, you also you also need to do it wrong because if you do it wrong, it's it's properly yeah. grim. <laughs> yeah. Good games. I'm looking forward to those. So CD Projekt Red have done this. Ubisoft and announced their next few games for the next few years. Um, they've got three Witcher games coming, um, which is going to be um, interesting. Um, there's The first one's coming, it's called Polaris, which is the next store, which we kind of knew that was happening, the big sort of AAA. Um, but there's two more attached to this as well. They said it's going to happen pretty soon after that. We know that Polaris is going to be in Unreal Engine 5, and there was an interview this week um, talking about the sort of timeline of that. And I think they would say, the main developer was saying, it's probably going to be around about three years' time we're going to get that for the next game. Um, and then there's another one called Sirius and then Hadar, um, two other kind of Witcher games, which is exciting. I'm a big Witcher fan. Are you a big Witcher fan, Richard? I have only ever played The Witcher 2. Oh. I'm waiting for these next-gen update for the witcher 3 which i thought would have been announced as a part mm. of this because it's still supposed to be q4 this year yeah um but yeah i'm waiting for that now before i dive into that and for hundreds of hours i might do that again you know i love that game paul you a big fan of that um weirdly i love the books but oh. I've, I've never really got on with the games um, I don't I don't understand why because it appears like you know it should be right up my alley. Um, you know, Geralt's obviously very cool and everything else, but no, I just I just don't get on with the games for some reason. Oh, so. <laughs> see, I I get that because I I know that the the first two were very different from The Witcher Three, yeah. and I wasn't so keen on The Witcher Two when I played that either. Yeah. I think The Witcher 3 is much more accessible to normal people. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what would you know about normal people? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting in The Witcher Trinity. But the other big excitement for me, because I, I love Cyberpunk. And now I played the Xbox One version of Cyberpunk. I reviewed it. I really enjoyed that. And Richard did the Series X version. And I had a great time with it. 
Um, I love the world, I love everything. We've got a new, a sequel to the Cyberpunk game, Orion, which is exciting as well. I'd like to see that world continue. I don't want it to be ruined. You had a good time with it, didn't you, Richard? <laughs> yeah, and um, Eve, I've recently been watching Edge Runners as well, so I have every intention of going back into that world because it was yeah. very good. Yeah, and there's some new DLC coming out next year, isn't there, as well? Some story-driven DLC, I think. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name of it. It's been yeah. Phantom Liberty or something yeah, like right. that. So, yeah, it's great. Great, another game. And they've got a new IP that they haven't really talked about much. Um, but that's coming as well. But, yeah, that's good. Next few years, it's good to see CD Projekt Red right after the hell they went through with their terrible version on the on the Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, so that's really exciting. Now, before we go, let's just think about October. October's upon us now. It's getting into busy time. It should be. What are we looking forward to? Richard, what are you looking forward to in October? Uh, I will leave the the one that we both like for you to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I will pick PGTAR 2K23. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think that's next week, actually. Wow. Um, I, I love a golf game. Um, and this one, since... Uh, 2K got the, the PGA license, I think, for PGA 2K21. Uh, that game was really good. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm not sure why there's two basketball players that you can play as in a golf <laughs> game, but we'll give it a try anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, standard golf game, but I'm a I'm a sucker for a golf game. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Did. Are the bouncy castles in it? Oh. Uh, no, it's not golf with golf with your friends, unfortunately. Although I, th- I think you can golf with your friends on it, but that's not what it's called. Hey, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, hey, Paul, what are you really excited? It's a big month. What are you excited I, for? I'll tell you what, Gareth. Being a professional, obviously doing all my research before I came on the podcast, <laughs> I'm going to. Um, I'm going to. What are you laughing for? <laughs> I'm going to choose scorn just because I like the whole look of the thing. Mm. It's got its smacks of um, H.R. Geiger's kind of design, which is obviously the source material for Alien as well and all that kind of stuff. It just looks gory and grim and right up my alley. Good, yeah. Um, I think... There's loads of it I'm looking forward to. Gotham Knights, of course. My game of the year is coming no, soon. Nobody cares about <laughs> yeah. Gotham Knights, uh, Gareth. There's only you. 21st. Um, Call of Duty. Uh, that's quite fun. I always like a bit of Call of Duty at the end of the month. Um, uh, shall I just quickly go through the what's coming to Game Pass for the month? It's quite a busy time. We've got... Shall I do that? Oh, you lot, yeah, you know yeah, an intro. Yeah, there you go. That's what I want to see. Let's keep filling. Here Come we on. go. Here we go. October the 6th. <laughs> yeah. Medieval dis- de- Dynasty. <laughs> Destiny. That's, Destiny. that's yeah. easy for you to say. Yeah. I think I'm reviewing that, but I've not got that yet. Um, Walking Dead's uh, Costume Quest. We've done this before. Evil, October the 11th. What's that? Do you know what that is? No. Yeah. Something for Halloween, I guess. October the 11th. Um, Scorn, October the 14th. Now I guess. Hooray! Things. And then a Plague Terror Requiem on the 18th of October, which really looking forward to. Um, Ghostbusters. Spirit Unleashed, which could be good fun between all of us. Little game oh, is that going to yeah, Game Pass? Yeah. Yeah, got it here. Oh, I might give that a go then. Yeah, I think, we, yeah I think we need to uh, give that a try in sort of multiplayer. Yeah, that should definitely. be uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Norco, don't know what that is. Uh, October 20th. Persona 5 Royale on the 21st of October. Big game coming to Xbox. Then you've got Gunfire Reborn, one for Paul. 
And, <laughs> and I feel like I'm being pigeonholed here. <laughs> and sig- signalist, signalist on October the 27th, which I think is that really interesting indie game that looks great. Um, sort of like, yeah, I remember that. Um, so it's a lot of games going this month, and there's probably loads we've missed. So it's getting exciting. I'm going to be busy. You looking forward to being busy? Mm. Um, what are we looking forward to next week, chaps? Richard, what are you looking forward to doing? Uh, I am going to be recording some more videos this weekend ah. for my YouTube channel, uh, Friends Coming Over for the Weekend. So we're going to be hammering it this weekend. Richard, can we remind us what your YouTube channel is called again? It's uh, Video Game Vault. Um, we've just finished Regret Search for Reptire on there. I think there's another video just gone up now for like a versus on the golf mini game. Friday uh, is FIFA 99, which <laughs> was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and it, we're just we're just going through like classic retro games and making making them available for people that might have missed them or uh, are unable to to find these these older games on on aging hardware now, and we're making gameplay available for people to experience them. Fantastic, fantastic. Would, you, would you say that FIFA 99 is a classic game? Uh, as someone that enjoyed FIFA 99 a lot as a kid, um, I put it this way, I've played FIFA 99 this week and I haven't bought the new FIFA. So think of that what you will. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I, I think that's just your Yorkshire tendencies coming out. It's me <laughs> saving money, in it? You're too tight to buy yeah. a yeah, yeah. new game, so you'll <laughs> buy an old one instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, next week... Um, I'm going on a road trip to Scotland. I've got to go and visit some of our Glasgow branches, uh, calling in at Liverpool on the way. So, yeah, all of the excitement next week. Great. Really good. Um, I've got nothing. I've got nothing going on except for work. So, I'm sorry. I've got oh. nothing to look forward to. I think going on apart from games. I'm playing games that we can't talk about yet. So, that's going to be my life. Uh, if we want to get a hold of you, Talk to you, share insights and thoughts and dreams. Where do we do that? <laughs> Paul, where do we get on you? Oh, I'm always up for sharing people's dreams. Um, you can find me on the Twitter at Xbox Hub Paul is my handle. And Richard, what about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at double nineteen twelve. And you can find me at GB Bryony on Twitter and Twitch. But for now, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 